Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yes, indeed. Good morning. I am joined by uh, Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. Teresa, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, Danny. Good to Thanks. hear you. Well, it's great to have you here on this holiday weekend. I hope you enjoyed the, the Christmas Day anyway. And did I you did, enjoy? Did you? Yes. Good. I did not enjoy the snow uh, storm, the blizzard. <laughs> that I was guess. fun driving. It took me an hour, almost two hours to get home. Oh, I believe <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, but the good news is, and you and I talk about this, we've spoken about this in the last few times you've been on, mm-hmm. this lack of snow is not the best thing for our shrubs and lawns, but Boy, we got it now. We've got some snow, and that can present a lot of scary things for people and challenges. So, yep. if I could just if I could just list some things that you might want to think about. Sure, um, let's do. If that's okay. Okay, so if you set up any barriers like chicken wire, a hardware cloth around trees and shrubs, now the snow level has increased. The bunnies can hop over that. So, what you want to do is, if you can add more to the barrier. Or you can just go outside and tamp the snow around the barriers so that the bunnies are now back at ground level. And it doesn't have to be a huge area, just enough because the bunnies aren't going to jump, you know, from a foot away or two feet away over the, they're not, they're not like leaping things, you know? So, um, so, so if you just tamp that snow around, then, then the bunnies are back down at ground level and your barrier is the same height again. If you haven't put up barriers, there's still time to do it. You won't be able to sink them into the ground, but you will be able to put up the barriers and protect the, the tender bark and those shrubs and trees from um, from the, the rabbits and the mice. Um, and and if, if you need to, also make it high enough for the deer so they can't get in. That's really important. If oh, your evergreens are covered with snow, you don't need to go out there and knock all the snow off. Just if, if you want to gently take some snow off so you don't get snow down your neck on one or two branches every time you walk under them, that's okay. But you don't need to take a broom and start banging things around. The, the wind will knock it off. The snow, the, the snow will come off. Don't worry about it. Um, if you've got some arborvitaes that you don't want to look like Dr. Seuss trees when you get the heavy March snow, or you've got some um, plants that have multiple leaders, that's multiple stems going up, and you don't want them to 
bend out from the from the weight of more snow, then what you can do is just take some pantyhose or some strong cloth or carpet and just kind of gently tie those branches um, uh, closer together so they can't so they can't bend as much. And then in the spring, you can go ahead and take that off. Um, and if you think, oh, oh, I might not have watered my evergreens enough for the season, and they might get some winter burn, you can still put up some some barriers of uh, uh, the uh, oh, I just forgot what it's called, the brown canvas stuff, um, burlap. Thank you, burlap. Um, oh, yeah. Burlap. Thank you. <laughs> I hate when they're in the files and you can't pull it out. Um, just make some fencing out of burlap just to block the wind from the south and the southwest. That will really just give your ear um, a little bit of protection to the evergreens. And those are some of my tips that you should be doing now. And uh, those are seed catalogs. Get your seed catalogs orders because it's going to be a lot more cold and snowy days and you might as well stay inside. Look at the extension website. Check out the Arboretum website and look at your seed catalogs. That's no, my spe- take on the world. Well, that's some good information. I assume that what you're saying as far as the evergreens, don't get on there with a broom or a, a shovel or whatever, because I assume you could easily break branches that way. You can break branches. You can damage limbs and things like that. That's just nothing that you want to do. Um, evergreens and snow have been growing up together for many, many, many <laughs> centuries right. and eons, and they know what they're doing, and it's more just a, a look that we worry about. So, um, you know, just just gently brush off the branches if you have to because you walk under them and they dump snow under your neck all the time but other than that leave them alone if you've got any um, branches like really heavy tree branches that look like maybe they're they're um, being pushed down you can prop that up with a little bit of wood or something just and then take it off in the spring if you didn't if for some reason they're bending way down but most of these things bend down and they pop back up again yep if you're just joining us, Master Gardener Teresa Rooney is helping you out by phone and by text. Same number. And, uh, you know, if you're a regular listener to the show, you know we're, we tend to get very busy. So don't uh, wait if you have a question, a lawn or garden question for Teresa. Six, same number, 651-989-9226 for your phone call if you want to chat with Teresa or if you just want to send Teresa a text. And, uh, Teresa, you mentioned the catalogs and our, our, one of the first uh, texts that came in this morning from Rolf in Minneapolis. What is a good source for flower catalogs? Um, you know, you can uh, ask your neighbors. Um, go on the extension website, extension.umn.edu. We have some directions about catalogs. You can also get a hold of the people out at the uh, um, Anderson Library at the Arboretum, and they can help you if you're looking for a specific flower or a specific uh, tree or shrub. They can help you locate a catalog that may have that that you can purchase from. Or, of course, you can you know go online and, and find some. But um, what I would suggest is don't concentrate on just one catalog. Get a few catalogs that have what you're looking for and then compare their descriptions. If one seems too good to be true, eh, that's a little iffy. Um, you can also, uh, I would definitely go to the extension website, though, and uh, and get the information off of there. There's some really good information about how to look at catalogs, how to um, order catalogs, what catalogs might be good for you. There's a lot of really good online catalogs out there that will get us plants and seeds. And there's a lot of great information on the university website online catalogs out there that will get us plants and seeds. And there's a lot of great information 
on the university website, extension.umn.edu. We like to plug that all the time on this show because it's worthwhile. It it's, is. It's amazing. It's amazing. And yep. there's there's a newsletter you can sign up for. You can listen to old podcasts from this um from Smart Gardens. You can get a hold of the extension Master Gardeners on there with Ask a Master Gardener. It's amazing. And there's lots of pretty pictures, too, sometimes (laughs) we might need today. All right. Yeah, great winter reading. Uh, Hang on, Teresa. We're going to take our usual quick break here, but again, uh, inviting our listeners to join in on the conversation. Lawn and Garden Talk here in Smart Gardens, 651-989-9226. Uh, 16 degrees in the Twin Cities, 25 is going to be our high today. And uh, as we've been telling you, possibility of one to two inches of new snow here in the Twin Cities tomorrow. You stay with us here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show. Danny Long here along with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney helping you out uh, this uh, holiday weekend morning. 651-989-9226. That's the phone number. That's the text number. And uh, give us a shout here if you want to chat with Teresa or send a text like other folks are doing. I'll tell you what. Let's go back to the phones, Teresa. I think Ron is calling in from uh, Sleepy Eye, Minnesota this morning. Ron, you're on with Teresa. Good morning, Ron. Hi. Good morning to you. Uh, I have an apple tree that has grown to, uh, it was left unattended for a few years and has grown, the main spire has grown to about 40 feet tall. So the apples are virtually inaccessible. Mm-hmm. Can I can I uh, cut back or cut off that main spire at, you know, 25, 20 feet above ground? What I would do is I would bring in a professional arborist for that, and then I would have them bring the tree back down to size for you. It may never be as easy as it would have been if it was taken care of from the beginning, and I've done that and let trees go, too. Totally understand that. Um, But they can bring down the height of the tree for you, and they'll do it correctly. And any time from, you know, the end of January into March would be a great time for them to do that. But uh, find a professional arborist, a certified arborist, and have them do that for you because that's a lot of work. You're up really high. They know what they're doing. And I would, you know, if you have to get on a ladder to use a chainsaw, that's not a good idea. Mm-mm. Well, I actually have access to a, a bucket truck, so that's Oh, okay. To... Okay. Um, what, I, what I would do is then is I would consult a professional arborist still and have them give you some pointers. They charge for the consultation, but it would put you on the right path so that you know how to bring it down carefully and how many years that may take, how many cuts you may have to take to bring that down. Um, And that's what I would do. I would definitely suggest that. And we mention this quite often. We're lucky to have so many certified arbors around CCO land here. We are. Mm -hmm. It's a treasure. Yeah, Yeah, good good idea. It's a treasure. You know, our trees are such big investments. They, they take a long time to grow. They're very important in the health of our ecosystems around our homes. And they're, if you're going to sell your home and you have good, healthy trees, that adds a huge value to your home. And if they're really bad trees, that can, you know, take some of that value away. So it's always a good idea. If you have to get up on a ladder to start doing something, talk to professional arborists and, and they'll give you the right pointers. Very good. Thank you, Ron. Ron leaves that line open if you want to chat with Teresa, 651-989-9226, or send a text to that number, 
uh, if that's easier for you. Speaking of which, here's a text, Teresa, that says, Late May, I trimmed three branches of a spruce evergreen. During the summer, needles seem to be dying near the trunk, and the tree looks thin and see-through. Do you think the tree likely has a fungus, or did I cause the problem when I trimmed the branches? You know, you probably didn't cause the problem. Um, again, I would have an arborist look at the tree because they can see it in the situation. And sometimes when we start paying attention to our trees, we suddenly notice things that are totally natural, but maybe we've missed all these years. Um, maybe we've missed that they always drop these needles because in the center they do. Each needle has a life between three and seven years, depending on which variety of of um, which species of evergreen it is. So the needles only stay on so long, and the ones in the middle don't get as much light, so they're older and they do fall off. So that's typical to lose them. Um, but I would definitely, if you think the tree looks like it's thinning, I would talk to an arborist and, and let them let them look at it in, in the situation that it's in. Um, there's not much you can do now this time of year um, except protect it from if you've got deer or anything like that that may come up and rub antlers on it or or anything like that. But that's what I would do. And, and right now the arborist might be bored at home hoping to get outside. So get them, give them some work. Yeah, this is a good this, this is a good time of year, especially with these below zero temperatures as we head into the deep winter when at least the trimming of oaks is timely, correct? Exactly, exactly, because now you can see the actual structure of the tree. And if you go out to your shrubs or your trees, you'll actually see which branches are dead and which branches are still alive. And dead can be trimmed at any time, but there's certain trees that you have to trim when it's in the middle of winter because of diseases and insect issues. And um, when oaks and, and elms and ashes and things like that are those kind of trees. Speaking of winter, Teresa, it doesn't matter, I guess, what t- kind of uh, time of year it is, because there's always something going on at the uh, uh, arboretum. At the arboretum, right? yeah. yes, they have the they have the lights out there, so you can still see the lights. Um, you do have to make a reservation and purchase a ticket, um, but you can go out there with a reservation um, for your time. You can snowshoe. You can, uh, I think, you can cross country out there. You can walk three-mile drive. It's a great way to get some exercise, which is a word I'm not that familiar with, but I've heard people do that. Um, and and there's just there's just wonderful things. And it's a great time for you to go out there, especially along three-mile drive, and see those trees, what they're supposed to look like in the wintertime, the actual structure of the trees. They're so beautiful. And you can then see what what is a columnar tree? What is a a wide low tree? You can actually see what that tree is that you're thinking of getting next spring. What's it going to look like when it's full grown without the leaves on it? How big will it be? So it's a great time to go out to the arboretum. There's so much out there, and of course they have a gift store, and so you could buy presents for your friends or yourself, or get some good books. There's some great books out there too. So there's a lot to do at the arboretum. But you did say at the top of our conversation that you need to make a reservation, right? You do. It's still COVID. We still have these uh, restrictions in place. So do call the Arboretum, make your reservation, and they'll get you in the time slot um, if it's open that you want. And there's so much to do out there and uh, a lot of stuff stuff to learn. There's some wonderful blogs online at the Arboretum. uh, So you can learn about, you know, nests 
plants and, and what's going on. You could take a bog walk maybe. So there's just a lot of things to do. And I think you can still look at some of the beautiful pictures in the Reedy Reedy Gallery. So there's a lot to look at out there. And uh, in fact, this is a time of year. Normally we would say this when we have family and friends visiting, but of course this is a whole different year now. But if, if you if you don't know where the Arboretum is located, you head uh, west on uh, State Highway 5 and 41. Mm-hmm. And you just can just see it. Just 41 minutes on, yep. your, on the south side of the road. Mm-hmm. Yep. Easy to, easy to see in a great place. And, you the, know, people might yeah. not know that the Arboretum is also part of a research. So they do a lot of research on apples and, and uh, grapes. And that's where a lot of our Minnesota hardy apples and grapes have been researched there and over at the um, the, uh, the the apple house. Oh, so, yeah. so so they've done a lot of research. So you know those we tangle that originated there. You know, <laughs> Honeycrisp that originated there. That that was grown there. That was discovered there. That was created there. So it's a wonderful way just to support the whole Absolutely. research that we have. Hang on, Teresa. We're going to take a quick break okay. here, and we're going to have a look at that uh, forecast, which looks like a little bit of snow is coming our way tomorrow. We'll uh, fill you in on that uh, detail. But if you have any kind of a lawn or garden question, we have about another half hour of the show to go. Don't wait. We always tend to get backed up, and unfortunately we can't answer all the questions. So don't wait. Shoot us a call or a uh, text, same number, 651 989 9226. We'll be back with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney and your questions here on Smart Garden on Newstalk 830 WCCO. And good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden show. If you have any kind of a lawn or garden question, you want to ask that question of Teresa Rooney, either who's a master gardener, by the way. If you're new to the show, thanks for joining us. Call us or text us. It is the same number, 651-989-9226. Uh, I know we have a bunch of text messages, too, but if you want to call, uh, there's a line open, 651-989-9226. All right, let's see. Uh, here's one, Teresa. It says, I planted my amaryllis, have them in a room with average temperature of 65 degrees, is that too cold? And should I move them to a warmer room? Well, 65 is probably okay. They probably like it a little warmer. That would jumpstart them a little bit. Make sure you're giving them as much light as you possibly can because they will need that light to trigger the growth. Okay. Uh, the texter wants to do to speak about uh, caring for hibiscus during the winter. Okay. So if you have a tropical hibiscus that you either purchased or brought in from outside, you want to keep the soil slightly moist. Um, you don't want to fertilize it unless it's actively growing. If it's actively growing, you can give it fertilizer at half strength um, every time, uh, once a week, every other week when you water. Um, you have to water more often than that, obviously, depending upon how dry your house is. Um, you just want that soil slightly moist. And the most important thing is, well, two important things, give it as much light as you possibly can. That may mean giving it supplemental light or just a really bright window. And then also keep an eye on it, especially when you get toward the end of January into February. This goes for just about all the house plants. That's when they start to get really stressed from the inside light that we have. And so insects can appear and they can take over the spider mites and the mealybugs and things like that. So just be aware if you're starting to see sticky stuff on the leaves or if you're starting to see webbing, 
that you may have an insect issue and then treat it accordingly, um, depending upon which plant you have and how you're supposed to treat that plant. But just just um, bright lights and and keep it well watered, but not over watered, and your your um, hibiscus will be really happy. Generally speaking, Teresa, what uh, if you do have critters on your uh, plants? What what are some of the treatment ideas uh, for uh, for that? You know, some of the easiest treatments, if you can, if it's spider mites, um, just get get the plant into the shower and give it a good shower. That will wash most of them off. You may have to repeat this once a week or twice or once or twice a week for a number of weeks till you really get ahead of them. You can also use insecticidal soap, and you can purchase this at any garden center or um, nursery that you happen to frequent. Always make sure, though, that the plant that you're treating is okay to be have that stuff used on it. There's some plants like African violets and some of the other plants that can't handle all the different versions of the insecticidal soap. Um, you can also use horticulture oil that will smother insects. Again, you want to make sure which insects you've got, that it's okay to use that. Um, it's just, and always you can go to the extension umn.edu website and and click on your plant and find out what you can do or you can even just go to the ask a master gardener and put your question in there and you can even send some really good photos if you'd like send them one or two photos of what you're running into and they'll give you some really good help about what you're seeing and how to help it how to handle each situation if the um, extension site isn't clear enough for you uh, we all know that our holiday celebrations have been really uh, curtailed and, and on many levels. And I, we usually, at this time of year, we ask you and uh, your colleagues, what kind of gifts, plant gifts, is a, is, is a good idea if we if we uh, ring the doorbell and leave it on the front step what, <laughs> well, <laughs> for a short period of time? What, what, what's a good gift? Very, very long. <laughs> um, if you're buying any plants, uh, make sure that they're double or triple bagged. And when they bag them, that they grab a whole bunch of air inside the bag um, so they so they kind of poof the bag out. So there's a lot of warm air in there and um, get it inside your warm car and then inside a warm house as quickly as possible. Um, poinsettias are really nice. Any of the amaryllis bulbs. Sometimes you can still find amaryllis bulbs that need to be planted. And so that can be a fun thing for kids to learn how to plant the amaryllis bulb and then to watch it grow. It won't bloom until January, February, but that's something that's fun at January, February, and you have holidays there. You have Valentine's Day, so nice red amaryllis could be good. You have holiday cactuses. African violets make great house plants. They're fairly low care, and um, they can bloom with, with not as much light as other plants. There's just a bunch of great house plants that you can have. Um, and, and house plants bring so much energy and life into your house. If you're allowed to have house plants, I personally am not allowed to have house plants, according to Queen Lady Cat. I am not allowed any houseplants, but um, other people can have beautiful houseplants, and uh, and they really add a lot to your life. So even cut flowers will be a beautiful gift. Um, again, make sure that they're double bagged or, or wrapped carefully and give them to the person that, that needs a little cheering up in their life or a little beautiful green growth. It's just yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. And uh, you can always uh, text them or call them, warn them, saying, I'll be over in five minutes or a half really, hour. And, really, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, you both have your masks on. You exchange the flowers and a virtual hug and, and head off on your way. And, 
Absolutely. It's just wonderful. Yep. And another gift that you could give is maybe a subscription to Northern Gardener. And mm. there's lots of pretty pictures in there, but there's a lot of great um, information. And in the back, they often run um, ads for seed catalogs. And so those would be good seed catalogs for the first person who was looking for a seed catalog. Well, you, you yourself have published, uh, uh, speaking of critters, what, what, what is that book that you have? That uh... um, the, the Guide to Compl- uh, Critter Control, The Complete Guide to Critter Control. And, and um, it's, it's a fun little book. It's got great artwork in it. I had nothing to do with that, but the, I love the artwork in there. And it just, it's just, instead of fighting with the critters, you just got to learn to kind of think like them and figure out, hmm, I've planted this, now how can I protect it? Or if I'm going to plant this, these are the situations I'm going to run into. How am I going to handle it? It's sort of like IPM for critter control, but it's just thinking like a critter, and you got to live with them anyway, so what can you do so we can both get along? And and what's the, really what's the title? How do we find it? Um, you can go on. It's on Amazon. I think the ARB, um, I think the ARB might have some copies. I'm not sure. And um, I think the university bookstore has some copies. It's The Complete Guide to Critter Control by Teresa Rooney. Outstanding. Good. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we don't mention that enough. All right. Well, no. uh, let's, let's, grab a, <laughs> let's grab a phone call. Master Gardener Teresa Rooney is answering your questions today, your lawn and garden questions. Tim is calling from St. Paul, I believe. Tim, you are on with Teresa. Hi, Tim. Thank you. I had a question. Are you familiar with the American yellowwood tree? Uh, I have heard of the yellowwood tree. I'm not super familiar with it, but it is a great smaller tree, um, and it's a wonderful, wonderful tree for our area. Would it be hardy here, though? I believe the yellowwood is hardy in our area. Hmm. How about zone four? Black gum tree. Are you familiar with the black gum? I'm not sure if the. I don't think gum trees are hardy for us, but I'd have to research. I've got quite a few of them actually. Oh, okay. Then I'm wrong. Um, I'm not that familiar with them. I was thinking they were more of a southern tree. They are, but I think uh, I think they... It's, there might be some varieties that are getting hardy here or that with climate change we can grow them, which is a kind of a fun thing with climate change. We can grow some things now, but then there's other things that we mm-hmm. don't really want to grow that we can grow here. Thank you. Thanks. Right. Good luck with your gum Thank tree. You. That's great. Yeah, interesting. We may do have to do a little homework on that and find out I what, the, what they're about. I will have to do homework on gum trees. <laughs> yes. right, very good. I've written, I've written down gum trees, and I, I was slightly familiar with the yellowwood, but now I'm going to have to research gum trees. So All thank right. you for giving me some homework to do. I really appreciate it. More homework. All right. Yeah. Uh, we're getting. Uh, let's see. Where is it? we had a, an amar- amaryllis question earlier? Here's one. It says my amaryllis is two feet tall. The bud is opening. However, it has no leaves. What has happened? It has no leaves. All the leaves. Well, make sure it has enough sun. That that worries me that it doesn't have leaves because it needs the leaves for photosynthesis. So I'm not sure what happened to leaves. Also, make sure that it's not getting root rot. You you want to um you want to make sure that any pot that you put a plant in can drain. And so you don't want it sitting in a bog because lots of our, our house plants are not bog plants. They're not underwater plants. They are house plants and, and outside plants. So you want to make sure that that, that root is being uh, is not waterlogged and drained. If you think that's the case, I would carefully pull up the bulb, 
um, uh, change it into a pot that has good soil with good drainage and repot it and give it a good drink of water and hope for the best. But if the roots are all rotted off, it could just be it just has enough energy to put up that flower and then that will be the end of it. Because you do need the leaves. You need the leaves and the green flower stem to photosynthesize as long as possible for the next flower. Teresa, a texter wants to know if they get to the Arboretum, are there master gardeners to answer questions there? No. we. We're, the protocols are that master gardeners can't go out into the field to answer questions. Uh-huh. So so there there might be some staff around, but um, the university has made the protocol that we have to fill out certain protocols and, and, and everything else. And I don't think any protocols have been worked out to actually handle question and answer booths yet and to keep everybody safe. So until until we're out of COVID, you might not actually see master gardeners in the field. So I don't uh, think there's any. Else. However, on the uh, university website, you have uh, Ask a Master Gardener. Ask a Master Gardener, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and master gardeners in, in certain counties are putting together Zoom calls and things like that. So it's just, you just kind of got to keep in touch. And, and master gardeners in, in certain counties are putting together Zoom calls and things like that. So it's just, you just kind of got to keep in touch with that and, and go to the Ask the Master Gardener, ask questions, listen to smart gardens, um, things like that. We'll, we'll get through it. It's just going to be a little hard and difficult. And when we all can reconnect fully, we're going to appreciate each other a little bit more, I think. That's for sure. Teresa, hang on. We'll take okay. uh, this a bit of a break here. But uh, don't wait if you have a question, a lawn or garden question, that is. Uh, call it in or text it in, same number, 651-989-9226. We'll take this quick break. Be right back with more Smart Garden here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show. We are around here on CCU every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour welcoming your lawn and garden questions, either by phone or by text, as usual, 651-989-9226. If you just joined us, Master Gardener Teresa Rooney is helping us out today, again by phone or by text. Speaking of which, uh, Teresa, uh, it says, Hello, I took the Smart Garden advice and contacted an arborist. He came out, walked my yard with me, he identified all my trees. He had lots of advice for me. It was wonderful and fun. <laughs> Came from Mary wonderful. from Minnetonka. Wonderful. Hey, I found out about gum trees. Oh, you um, did? Yeah, black gum trees, also known as Nissa Savatica, that's the Latin name, or um, tupelos. They could be hardy in Zone 4, which southern Minnesota is. The sweet gum tree is hardy in Zone 5 and, and higher. So there we have it. All right, very good. Your and I'm homework. glad that that person responded about arborists because they are amazing people. <laughs> yeah, really are. And it, it, you, you may find out something you thought was a certain kind of a tree, and it wasn't. Right. I've, and, I've and seen and that happen. Go through and identify your trees. As master gardeners, we get so many questions about, can somebody come to my yard and tell me what all the flowers are or what all the trees are? And, of course, master gardeners don't do that. But... um. But to have somebody that can identify your trees for you, it's just it's amazing to be able to know that that's a that's a you know a, a hardwood tree out there, and that's a softwood tree there, and that's a spruce, and that's a pine, and and to know that you have what these different trees are. So then, if you do have a question on them, you know what the problem is because you know what tree to look you're looking at. 
Perfect. Yep. Uh, here's a text, uh, Teresa. It says, I have an indoor jade, 40 years old. Wow. It is, it is getting a white-looking fungus on the tips of the branches and leaves. What to do about it? Oh, dear. Um, that that sounds a little scary. I'm not sure if it's a fungus or if what you might be seeing, seeing even though they're on the tips of the branches, it's kind of weird. It could be an insect. I'm, I'm a little worried about that. Um if the if the plant looks healthy, I would continue doing what you're doing. However, if you can possibly take some really good photos and then send them to the Ask a Master Gardener, they would be able to help you maybe, especially if you can maybe get out there with a, a magnifying glass and see if it's a fungus you're looking at or if it looks like little fuzzy bits of cotton, that would be the mealybugs. So I, I kind of get worried with those those nice juicy leaves that you may usually mealy bugs are in the crotches in the in the where the where the branches meet together and the and everything meets together not on the end um if it didn't get frosted um or or if it didn't get sunburned then those are things that i might want to look at to see if it possibly you know does it rub off um and just do some checking like that, and then do, do take some photos and get to the Ask a Master Gardener and see if you can find anything. And also go to extension.umn.umn.edu and look at the jade plants and see if there's anything there that looks good, good, a good similar thing for you. Hmm, very good. <laughs> Texter uh, Teresa wants to know, can you bring a perennial hibiscus that is not very hardy inside over winter? Well, if it's not very hardy, then you'd probably stand a better chance bringing it in. Um, not sure what not very hardy means. Um, it needs to be in the house already because if it's not very hardy, it's probably dead outside uh, if it's not in the ground. Uh, you can also, you can also with those those ones that are kind of touchy um, just make sure that once they die down to the ground in the fall you give them a whole lot of coverage over the root system um, to, to protect those roots and keep the ground um, just freezing but not much below that um, you can always try to bring, bring plants in and um, lots of those plants will do just fine in the house all right uh, good morning it said this text it says last week you were discussing water for house plants is purified water from the refrigerator disp- water dispenser as good as distilled water? Well, I'd say yes if it's drinking water, right? If it's drinking water, and if the I, I did hear that last week, um, I think with the, it depends on how they how it's purified. Is it taking out all the the chloride and the chlorine and and all the other additives that are put in the water? If it's purifying all that water, then sure it would be, but it's going to be cold. So make sure you leave it sit out overnight to come to room temperature. You don't want to just put ice cold water on your house plants. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, most of us don't like taking ice cold showers. That's so much of a shock. And our house plants don't really watch that, want that either. And if you notice, even when it rains outside in the summer, the rain is not icy cold. It's it's warm. It's it's air temperature. It may be a little cool, but it's never icy cold. So you don't Good want point. to put icy water or really cold water on your plants. Teresa, we have about two minutes to go. Let's see what we can take care of here. Uh, This texter wants to plant succulents. Do they need drain holes in the pots? Yes, because eventually the water will come up to the top. So, yeah, I would say yes. All right, you can probably relate to this. Is there something you can uh, put down around the landscape by the house to prevent cats from using it for their litter box? (laughs) 
Yes, um, they, you can you can actually lay down uh, um, chicken wire. The cats can't dig through that. And there are some some fences that you lay down on the ground, and they just have like little plastic things up so that it's the cats can't lay there. But you want to make sure that you've neutralized that fragrance, the the urine smell, the cat smell, and then lay down the chicken wire, and they won't be able to scratch it up. All right. Well, you you probably had a little experience there, have you not? Well, I've gotten a lot, not personally, but from a lot of people who've asked those questions, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, that's that's why keeping cats inside the house is the best thing for our our lawns, our gardens, and our songbirds. For about uh, 20 20 seconds, Teresa, is all we have left. Let's give the university website. What do you say? extension.umn.edu and I wish everybody out there a wonderful, happy and healthy New Year's stay safe and well and warm. You as well, Teresa. Always a pleasure. Thanks so much. Have, uh, have a great rest of the holiday. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Teresa Rooney, Master Gardener here on WCCO. Next up, Andy Lindis. We're going to be talking home improvement. If you have any kind, maybe you've got a honeydew list. Uh, maybe you're in the middle of a project. You want some help. Uh, any kind of a home improvement question we'll, we'll take by phone and by text on the Lindis Construction Hour, next hour here on News Talk A3OWCC. Right now in the Twin Cities, little fog and mist is still reported. It's 16 degrees. We are heading for a high near 25 snow tomorrow. You stay with us here on CCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.